Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. So, um, tonight we're just going to share for a few moments with the emphasis being on a few moments. We understand that you're here, you're keeping your mask on, but as we've heard songs that have brought praise to God tonight, we also want to just bring a word for a moment or two that will bring praise to God and minister in Jesus' name. So, over the last two or three um, uh, Sundays in church, we've been doing a little series called Tis the Season. And we've been looking at one or two phrases or words that reflect Christmas time. So we talked about goodwill, goodwill to all men. And Jesus went about doing good. We talked also about being of good cheer. And the word uh, cheer is, is not just uh, that you'd... Uh, sort of get into some sort of uh, alcoholic haze for a few days and forget all about it, but genuinely carrying a sense of joy and gladness in your heart unto God. And tonight I just want to think for a moment or two of that thought of gift. Gift. And uh, uh, we're going to put a couple of Bible verses up on the screen that will just uh, help you. The first one is what we would call a verse from the Bible story. And it says in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11, they, the wise men, presented him, Jesus, with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. We're quite quite proud that our little three-year-old granddaughter uh, can pronounce these three words. Sharon said to her, so what were the gifts that were brought to Jesus not quite sure she got frankincense quite right, but anyway, we, we got the, the message. Gold, frankincense and myrrh, they bowed down and worshipped. And I suppose that's where the thought of gift comes from. And then the second verse I'd like us to think about for a moment or two is found a little bit later on in the Bible. And uh, these are the words of the Apostle Paul where he says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Bit of a play on word there because sometimes you may be saying to your, uh, your little ones in your, in, your, uh, in your world, describe the gift, maybe particularly this year because you can't actually see them opening it. So they're going to have to do it through whatever means is possible. But this gift was beyond, it was so wonderful, so precious, so incredible that actually it was beyond uh, description. And let me just give a context for that for a moment and then I'm going to make two or three brief points about the gift of Jesus to the world, which we particularly think about at the Christmas season. You see, we all like to receive and give gifts. And uh, uh, as we've thought about the wise men, it really perhaps comes from that sense of tradition. And we understand that in ancient times, the gifts carried a great simplicity, even today. Uh, the gifts uh, that reflect culture and custom are very diffi- di- different around the world. I, I was reading a piece from Tearfund, which is a wonderful uh, charity organisation that was talking about being in Ethiopia. And one of the great gifts that people share at Christmas time is great coffee. And uh, they really enjoy that sense of sharing with one another. Of course... Rampant commercialism has tended to take over a little bit in the uh, gift 
buying in our own type of culture and sometimes perhaps we're left with gifts that we don't like or can't use. It really is the thought that counts. But here in this verse, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, Paul is talking to a church that had been incredibly generous. They'd been giving gifts of help to other people that were in greater need than themselves. And they've been blessing people in an amazing, amazing way. And in Arena Church, for many years, we've had a value of seeking to think about others, to seek to be generous. And whilst that gets heightened at Christmas time, I think you're aware that right through the year, January to December, we've got our eye out for people that have real needs and seeking with a generous heart to minister to them. We have people in the room tonight that are involved in community ministry, helping people. And despite all the challenges of what we face this year, the community ministry, even though it's had to be streamlined at times, has carried on. And I always feel that God comes real close when we seek to reach out and minister to people in need. That was the heart of the message to the people of Corinth. Paul was saying, thank you for giving gifts. Thank you for being generous. And then he turned it around and brought our attention as Tim and the team have done in the songs tonight to the Lord Jesus Christ and says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This gift is amazing because Jesus was, is and always has been God and yet he came at Christmas time and we celebrate his birth. It's what theologians call the incarnation, God coming in flesh. He didn't come as a king, that's going to happen one day. He came as a little innocent babe. And wasn't that video amazing of all those, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm trying to work out how many years it, it, it was ago, but um, some of those little ones that were involved in that video, and it absolutely worked, and now taller than me. And uh, so, uh, but it was just brilliant in a modern setting to remind ourselves again of God invading the world as a baby. And this gift brings good news. Boy, when I was watching Prime Minister Johnson last evening at four o'clock, it wasn't good news. And our Christmas plans were wrecked in 10 minutes. And uh, so uh, um, there's not been a lot of good news around. But this is the amazing truth of the Christmas message. And Christian and the other pastoral colleagues around the church, tonight we've got three simultaneous meetings taking place in Mansfield, Christians at Balpa with David and myself here. We never tire of ministering the good news in a world that's often full of the very opposite. So here briefly is three thoughts regarding the indescribable gift. And tonight you apply them to your heart afresh. Number one, it's a gift for the whole world, and yet just for you. A gift for the whole world, and yet just for you. We were reminded on the online service this morning 
that there are 7.8 billion people that live in the world and it's growing all the time. And uh, the problem sometimes that you get with people is they say, well, we know God loves the world, but he surely can't be bothered about me. Well, that is the good news because God does love the whole world and came to save it, but he is so vitally interested in every individual believer. You are special. You are unique. You are precious. You can have your own faith story. It's a gift for the whole world, but it's just for you. Secondly, it's a gift that costs God everything and us nothing. You know, sometimes when somebody's talking about something, you say, well, it it almost sounds too good to be true. And of course, the old adage in sales is, if it sounds too good to be true, it's because it sounds too good to be true. But honestly, without any sense of embellishment, the good news of Jesus, though it sounds too good to be true, is rooted in truth. The gift cost God everything. He gave his son at birth, at Christmas, but also with the thoughts, future, of giving his life on a cross for us. It cost God everything, and it cost us nothing. And when we come to Jesus, we recognize the utter bankruptcy within our own inner life to pay the price and accept that grace pays the bill. Now that word grace, it may be that you say grace at Christmas time, thanking God for the meal. You may be that um, at, at times you understand grace to be something free, or that's, that's free gratis. That's where the word comes from, free. And the word grace in the Bible simply means an undeserved, unmerited gift. I'm going to read a story to you to try and illustrate exactly what grace means. I'm going to take you to a restaurant, and a man is enjoying lunch with his son. He says, I notice that the waitress brought our bill and then she took it away again. She placed it on the table and smiled and says, somebody else in the restaurant has paid for your meal. You're all set to go. The bill has been paid. The man says that as I walked away, I had the strangest feeling The feeling was of utter helplessness. There was nothing I could do. It had been taken care of. To insist on paying would have been pointless. All I could do was trust what the waitress had said was actually true and then live in the reality of it, which meant getting up, leaving the restaurant My acceptance of what she said gave me a choice to live like it was true or to create my own reality in which the bill was not paid. This is our invitation too, to trust that we don't owe anything, to trust that something is already true about us, to trust that somebody else has paid the price, to trust that grace pays the bill. It's only happened to me once. Let me take you to Ballaratalli in Nottingham. And I'd met somebody for for lunch. And across the room was a colleague of mine, a minister. I said, hi, David. Hi. 
Yeah, all right. And when I got to pay for the bill and it was me paying, the waitress says, oh, that bloke went out about 15 minutes ago. He's paid for it. Woo! Grace paid the bill that day. And it was a completely disarming experience. And that is the good news of Jesus. Sometimes we think we've got to climb this slippery ladder, try a bit harder, be a bit more religious, come to church more often. We're never going to get there. The bill's been paid. The bill's been paid. You just have to accept it. And thirdly, the third truth is this, that it's a gift for now, but it lasts forever. Some gifts, they'll barely last the Christmas season. Some gifts will be more durable. Some gifts that you've got have got sentimental value, maybe an engraved watch or bracelet that you treasure and you'll keep until your dying day. But however great the natural gift is, one day it's going, even if it gets passed generationally, one day it's going to fade. But here's the truth tonight. The gift of life in Jesus really does last forever. And the great author C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia fame says the Christians who do the most in this world are the ones who think about the next world most. It is when Christians cease to think of another world that they become so ineffective in this one. God says tonight, I want to give you a gift, not just for now, not just for this week, but a gift that will last forever and ever. It's called eternal life. And as I close, how do we respond to the gift? Here's three responses. Number one, the gift can be rejected. And he says that when Jesus came to his own, that was the Jewish people, the people rejected him, and of course, still do, fail to recognise that he's Messiah. Number two, it can be neglected. In other words, you're in the, the old joke of the vicar that um, when he was doing the announcements at Easter said to a lot of his congregation, I'll see you again at Christmas time. In other words, there's a, there's a long time where we can just neglect it or the gift can be accepted. And around this room tonight, there are some incredible stories and everybody's got a story. Some people have had a Christian background and yet their response to accepting the gift is no less a miracle than other people. And we have people around this room tonight with some incredible stories that search for so many things in life to try and find the real answer to what the faith was all about until they came and received Jesus. And tonight, I encourage you not to reject the gift, not even to neglect the gift. We'd love to see you before next Christmas time, when hopefully things will be a little bit more normal. And tonight, we'd love every one of us to come to a place of accepting the gift. Now, you've seen this here, and I'm wondering tonight if someone would like to accept this gift from me. I wonder if one of the little ones would like to... It's worth... It's worth that young man there. In other words, just come up on the platform for me. Thank you. In other words, it'd be a bit strange if this young man here on Christmas Day was giving some gifts. He says, no thanks. I'm not interested. 
and rejected the gifts. I don't think you're going to do that. It'd be a little bit strange if he neglected the gift. My wife's brother-in-law, no longer on this earth, would never open his gifts until about February time. He was just, you know, he just neglected them. No, what we expect at Christmas time is that when a gift is given, it's accepted. That's yours. I think you'll enjoy as well. Thank you. Let's give him a clap. And as I close tonight, as the Apostle Paul was thanking a church for being incredibly generous, as always, he turned the attention to the Lord Jesus and says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. May every one of us find room in our heart to accept that it'll change us forever. Let's pray.